Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Young Scripted in Black. I'm Maya. I'm, I'm Tiana. And I'm Quinn. This week, we've got a Tyler Perry Studios film. The one and only Diary of a Mad Black Woman. So before we get into that, let's head on over to Quinn for a Black movie fact this week. Hey guys, and welcome back. So this week, our Black history fact will be on the Harlem Hellfighters. They were an African-American infantry unit in World War I. They spent more time in combat than any other American unit. They spent 191 days. That's more than any white unit, any unit, period. Um, 191 whole days. Just think. Um, we've been in quarantine longer than that now, but that, that, that was a long time. Um, so they were awarded the Croix de Guerre from the French for bravery. But they came back to America and still had to deal with racism and not even be greeted fully by their fellow infantry men. Um, who were in the war with them because they were black. Mm-hmm. But that's it for this week. Now let's head on into the movie. Thanks, Gwen. So how do we classify a black film? A black film, in our opinion, must meet two out of the three of the following criteria. One, it either has to have a black lead, star, or cast. Two, a black director. Or three, a black screenwriter and or adapted black screenplay. And this film, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, meets all three of our criteria. That's right, Dana. This week, Darren Grant is actually the director of Diary of a Mad Black Woman. It was, uh, the screenplay was by Tyler Perry. And then, of course, it also starred Tyler Perry and some others that Tiana will get into so this movie had a budget of five point five million, and it did fifty point seven at the box office. So one thing you know, people will always say, you know, whatever can be said about Tyler Perry films, but it's never—I don't know about never, but um, at least from what I remember, it's always been, uh, you know, a box office boomer. So um, let's go over to Tiana to get into the meat of the movie. Thanks, Maya. So as she said this week, we watched Diary of Mad Black Woman. And the movie focuses on Kimberly Elise, who plays a lady named Helen. And she's a woman who has been married to an abusive husband, played by Steve Harris. Um, The character's name is Charles, and he's a high-profile attorney. They've been married for almost 20 years. And on the day of their anniversary, Charles decides to leave Helen. Um, And he does so by essentially kicking her out of their house, uh, literally. Um, And he leaves her for a woman named Brenda, played by Lisa Marcos. Um, He's also fathered two kids um, for her in recent years. And Helen um, leaves and she moves in with her grandmother, Medea, and Uncle Joe both played by Tyler Perry. Um, During that time, she attempts to start her life over and she meets uh, someone that she eventually falls in love with who's played by Shamar Moore. His his name is Orlando in the film. And that pretty much sums up the movie. I don't know if you guys had anything else to add in regards to the plot. There are other characters that come in and out. Like you have... The great Cicely Tyson, who plays Helen's mom. Um, you have a Tiffany Evans cameo. You guys remember her from Promise Ring. She played um, in a... You know, Mike, you want to say something? I'm not sure. Oh, I was just about to break out in the song. but then Yeah, classic, classic. Um, that, that's fair. Yeah, so she was very young in this film. Um, she played a daughter of Helen's... Um, cousin so with that we can get into the pros of the film and I guess I'll start so a pro that I found was of course Cicely Tyson being in the movie um also Tamala Mann um Tamala Mann her like solo performance at church during those scenes it was one of the only times I believe the singing in the film um for me, I, I just wasn't sold on the lip syncing uh, in this film. But <laughs> Tamala, 
I I really I really bought in. Um, as I said, you know the Tiffany Evans cameo. It was just cool to see her because you don't see her anymore. So it's cute to see her as a child. Um, I find that Kimberly Lee, she I don't think she's had that many roles um, in recent years. But I find that she always I don't know like I like her as an actress. Um, she was a highlight from this movie for me. Um, I find that she always because she does a lot with whatever she's given, um, whatever role she has. Um, a scorned woman always. Oh, yeah. But, you know, she tries. Everybody has to pay their bills. And really my other pro that I have, um, it's a pro because it's like nostalgia. So like when Helen was at Medea's house, you know, her um, going to sleep on the plastic covering um on the sofa i have you know i remember my grandma you know she had the plastic over her stuff but that's a con because you know you wake up sweaty but i feel like it was a pro for the <laughs> <laughs> so, um those are my pros uh i don't know quinn did you have any okay so um i, I can't give this movie too much because there's not much to give but i can uh. say <laughs> that um you know Tyler Perry, this is just pro for him. He, he doesn't give a cheap looking movies. Well, like like th- this movie didn't look cheap. <laughs> I say I will get like in the, the beginning. Production. I found that his his first few movies were I don't know like the production was better. Now his most current not, not no I haven't yeah. seen them, but I'm just the trailers. Like, how many me. of the most current have you actually seen? The trailers say a lot, but. Out of the ones you've seen, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't. No, no yes, they but, have been. I don't understand how you could what, say this, but well, tell me what movie you've seen. That I mean, you. what's the one where he had Bow Wow? Um, some of these you could tell oh, that, like, the production is, is all done in the same four blocks. You could tell that, um, most of his films. I could even, I could probably Google some and tell well, maybe you, you off of memory to suggest this film. But Maya, what'd you, what'd you go back? <laughs> I was just gonna say like um, I didn't note in the beginning of the movie you know it was a very nice uh, function the lawyer gala whatever they was at you know I was like that did look that was a nice opening scene you know it was like oh my husband is whatever whatever in Atlanta Georgia and you just saw you know a nice looking uh, uppity function you know people in the suits and they they formal attire it was a nice opening you know um, I was like oh okay my other pro was just another thing not specific to the movie Tyler Perry is very loyal um, you know like one thing he, that, that he is you can see in the actual movies he takes his people from the plays and put them there like this movie has Sherry Pepsi Riley um you also had the um, I can't remember the woman's name, but she was the woman who owned Shonda's, the jazz club. Yes, Chandra. Chandra's. Chandra's. Like she was always she's she's a staple of his movies. Tamla Man, a staple. Um, the pastor at the church, a staple. Um, so like he he's like he's loyal to his people. You know, someone else I identified. Um, the man when she when Helen went to a bar by herself. The couple that got yep. engaged, that guy has been in like the, some TV shows and the plays, right? Mm-hmm. He was on Amadea's um, um, Ghost to Jail. And the guy with the dreads at Chandra's was also Medea Ghost to Jail. Wasn't it? It wasn't he the one the from cross. that scene where it was like the cross? Yes. The cross. Oh my God. Wow. Let me twist Which your lock while laying your cross. She, Cassie yeah, that was, is. I think that was. Um, that was yeah. Go to Jail. Yeah. I'm sorry, keep going, Chris. Yeah. No, but um, and I also like, regardless of if he uses the same points that he had in the plays in the movie, he he has good points that he makes. Um, even though we, like we they, they get ran down, like um, when Madea or like was, how we get to them is a yeah, lot. how we get there, yeah, it's a lot. Sure. But mm-hmm. like the points that he makes, because you know, like I always, I've always felt this way, and I probably will continue to feel this way. But the plays are always better than the movies. Um, yep. it's just it just always is, and I guess like that's because I guess that's where he started. That will always be his area. Um, and I do love a good play. I don't know what it is. I mean, Tiana, mm-hmm. even though we know you used to be scared of them back in the day, but we're gonna let that go. Um, <laughs> I was literally a six year old. Anyway, 
Uh, <laughs> another pro i love um the depiction of a real family reunion type event type event like i love that depiction yes. and you know i also love like because tyler perry is a feeler nigga like he forever he love atlanta okay um like he he be in atlanta and he lets you know that we're in atlanta the tunes yeah like he and like that that whole depiction that's really my life like you know, your family just get together just to get together. And somebody mm-hmm. playing spades, um, somebody it. playing dominoes, somebody over there arguing with their children, telling them to sit their ass down somewhere. <laughs> and somebody smoking that tree. And you know, it's always somebody you don't want to get a drugs or the alcohol okay. to because they get okay. too crazy. <laughs> and then you always mm-hmm. got like that crackhead cousin that come through. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, For sure. You ain't supposed to be here, sis. Why you here? But like, I I enjoy the depiction, um, and that's really it for me. Other than some of the songs in the background, I, I just enjoy the way he takes songs that he might have put into play and has like the recorded version put in the background like mm-hmm. that. Ain't it funny how life goes around? Mm-hmm. Because I love that song because like that that was from the play, like Helen someday mm-hmm. in the play, and I was like, play that song, and then um. I also love how he allowed for Charles to be left out um, at the end because, you know, usually in these movies, they go back to the man. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. But I enjoyed that. That's it for me. Hey, Dana. All right. So um, to kind of piggyback off of what Quinn was saying about just Atlanta and Tyler Perry's love for Atlanta, he utilized a lot of Atlanta, like, staple locations. So the opening scene was actually at the Biltmore ballrooms in Atlanta which of course if you know Atlanta like that's one of the premier places where all the black people try to get have some kind of event at so like I think the Real Housewives of Atlanta and of course I don't know because I don't watch the show but I know quite a few of my friends on this podcast do they had their reunion there Um, one of my line sisters had her wedding there like it's just one of those places that it's just a beautiful ballroom and the fact that Tyler Perry opened the movie to show like hey guys we're in Atlanta this yeah. is, you know, Atlanta's best. So, um, I thought that was a pro because it really depicted that we're we're doing live scenes. We're not doing green rooms. We're not doing a sound stage right now. We're doing a live, live shooting. Um, I also enjoyed the casting of the light skinned version of Charles when, um, Helen met him at his uh, at his office, and he met was it Brenda the first time when she met Brenda the first time and she had his son on in her arms and it was it literally looked just like Charles like I just love that cast because it's like dang how y'all find a light skin nigga that looks like him let's see we talked about the cameos we already talked about Kim um the spiritual wisdom from Cicely Tyson so of course as always give Cicely Tyson all of her things love her but her spiritual wisdom when um Helen went to go visit her mom at the retirement home and she said um mom he was my everything and Cicely Tyson was like no baby God is your everything um and I just enjoyed that because sometimes we get caught up in relationships and caught up in you know really serving somebody else and forgetting that regardless of what relationships we're in the number one relationship we should be really focusing on is our spiritual one and whoever that might be in my case and everybody else on this podcast is going to be God but whoever that spiritual connection relationship should be that's who literally needs to be leading and being your everything regardless of who is your husband your child or whatever the case may be um maturity of Shamar Moore's character overall like he had I mean he had some some lines I'm just like all right Shamar Moore you getting a little crazy but overall he was a mature guy I mean clearly he's experienced life and um he just really was like, hey, you know, I understand you have to do some things. You've, you've been hurt as a woman, but um, I'm here to just love you. I'm here to just really show you that not all men are this way. And despite you pushing me away, I'm going to be here for you for when you're ready to accept love. So really liked his character. Um, we also talked about the music um, in particular. One that I always love every time I see this movie is the rendition of What If God Was One of Us. I just love that rendition of it. Mm-hmm. That is such a great rendition of that song. Um, 
the cheesiness in me, I loved the proposal that um, Shamar Moore's character did. <laughs> when she wakes up and she wakes up with a ring on her hand. I just loved it. It was, I was like, <laughs> I cannot. Quinn's face. I wish y'all could see Quinn's face. Um, and then finally, my last pro for this is the re- redemption at the end of the movie for both Charles and Deborah. So Charles, of course, just having that spiritual and mental, you know, redemption in terms of at church and both mentally, like being humbled by this whole experience of having to be taken care of by the person he abused emotionally, mentally, mentally and physically. Um, and then Deborah, of course, her checking herself into rehab so that she could be a wife and a mother to her children. So I love seeing people redeem themselves, even if it takes the whole damn movie to do so. But I just, I love seeing that positive redemption. And that's it. Okay. Um, Maya, did you have any or did we cover yours? Um, I think you guys basically covered mine. You know, mine was essentially a yay to see Cecily Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, the music, like we already discussed, um, the jazz and the gospel, they were both fun to see and you know great talented um vocalists um other than that um i i I, uh yeah that's gonna be it for me a pro go ahead quinn you had something um i just wanted to add i forgot one thing um i enjoy a well-played crackhead and um Sis played that role because the only other role I can think of think of a crackhead that was played that well. Rhonda. My... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wanda. Oh, oh Wanda. Okay, my bad. Oh, my bad. Holiday, I got the bite. Holiday Hart. Um Come on, Tia. And also, um <laughs> I thought what's your name played a great one in Moonlight. No, that was recent, but I think she did well. And also yeah. had Barry in Losing Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Baby, she played that role. Um, but I, I enjoy, like, I, I believe that she could have been on drugs in this movie. I, I believed it. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like she gave me, I, I'm on drugs. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I forgot to ask, so I guess I could do it now. Um, I'm sure we've all seen this movie before, but before this time, when was the last time you remember watching it? Dana. Oh, child. Um, I feel like because BET loves this movie, I see it at least in pieces, pulled together in one movie at least once a year. Okay. Quinn? Um, in full, I can't tell you the last time I watched this movie because um, the only time I actually have it on my television screen is if I go to sleep with BET on and it's on when I wake up. <laughs> there. Maya? Um, I want to say like, yeah, right around the time it came out, really like a 06, 07 is probably the last time I've seen it in full. Um, and I can't tell you if I will ever watch it again in full, but (laughs) well, that was a little rary. Um, was it? Oh, just you know, letting it be known. Um, but yeah I would have to agree I honestly can't recall the last time I watched this prior to um, this week it had to be when it came out or mm, yeah around that ninth grade had to be so I can't say well over 10 years like I I watched it after because my grandma first off we all know that old black women if nobody supports Tyler Perry they will Um, so my grandma Like she, like we had, all, we have all of the movies, all the older ones, like the early two thousand ones on DVD, um, and all the plays we got on tape. Um, but um, yeah, like I, we, I've seen it, but it's like again, like for me to remember, I can't. I, I know it was before I went to college. Okay, well, let's get into the cons. Um, I'll start. Uh, I just have a question about. <laughs> I can't recall what other films um steve harris who plays charles the husband 
was in, but I can recall him always being one of those people Garbage. who were always a billion. A billion Garbage. Yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just a con for me. Granted, he might be typecast, but uh, I'm just for like, sure. why is he always a villain? Also, the narration kills me. It's funny, but the Dear Diary is just... Oh my God. <laughs> I, it's, it's, Quinn, you, you want to point something? I was like, going back to that tea, you know he's in another one of your favorites, sis. Um, bring it down the house. <laughs> oh my was, god, he, he was, was him. Oh my yeah, god, see, I didn't know you liked that movie. I love. Oh, that I movie. love bringing down the house. I, I love that movie. Recently, like, me too. Yeah, me too. Love that movie. I just wanted to um, put that in. I know that shit one of your face. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think about that. Um, also, I just looking back, like I remember going to the movies to see this, and of course, it was like full of black people. And um, the horrible lines like that he was that he was saying to Helen, I just recall like the, I guess the con is like that like the, the lines were just horrible like the way he's talking to that black lady. But I also recall the black women in the theater. Oh hell Ooh, no! Child. Oh hell no! <laughs> oh, just all this stuff. It was crazy. Um, also. What was another one for me? Um, does anybody need that much house? Like, that was a huge house that they were in. And I felt like it was just overwhelming. And I'm trying to remember. I feel like they might have filmed at Tyler Perry's home. I feel like that was... I think so. That, that that sounds familiar. Like... Yeah. I was like, that house is huge. Like, how do people... And then also, I don't know if it was just me, but the baby that... um came with kind of like the side chick to the office and then when Helen found uh first met her that was an Asian that baby looked like an Asian like, how did they put that did that it just didn't seem like they could actually like birth that child it just didn't make sense to me um also I just found you know bringing your adultering lifestyle into your workplace is so unprofessional like that was just very tacky to me. Uh, I know it's very common, but it was very tacky. Um, I mean, I also know that, you know, I feel like all of us will say that a huge con was um, the cornrow lace front on Shamar Moore. Um, <laughs> just, I'm glad I'm not the one talking about the hair this yeah, week. Yeah, it was just not okay. Also, did y'all notice how much they did with Helen's wig? Yeah, up all of the wigs. Oh my god, they did a lot. Did you see that stiff ponytail one she had? That like she was outside and the wind was blowing and nothing was happening oh, for her. Did you see yeah, that, that French like, that French roll? <laughs> yes. 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 It was a lot happening. Um, <laughs> What else? I have a couple more. Uh, Any of those wigs. Did y'all notice that morning when um, Helen came down the steps at Medea House? It looked like she was coming down church steps. Did y'all notice like the the windows? (laughs) It was just very church. I was like, this don't don't add up. Maybe they have the church fit, so it could have. True. (laughs) Um, And that line by Shamar Moore, just another bitter black woman. I was like, okay. (laughs) Too much. Too much. I told you. Problematic. Um, also, did we have to make the story? I just felt like the storyline as to how Shamar Moore's like ex-wife or girlfriend left him. She, what was it like? She wanted a pro ball player. So that was like, we could have went a little deeper. I mean, that was just such a they, I'm telling reason. you, they, they are always trying to boost up the broke Man, propaganda in these movies. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, and also, uh, oh, my last two. Uh, when Helen said, "I, what are you a drug dealer?" You know, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't hang with drug dealers. But I was like, damn, girl, like, what? whoa, just for somebody gonna take you to a fancy ass restaurant, you gotta be a drug. It was just too much. I was like, they're really. This is such certain. This is some surface ass shit. Like, I was blown. Dana, you had something? Yeah, that's one of my cons too, because she literally continuously to belittle him the whole time on the way and to the restaurant with bitch. You, you don't, don't know him. you don't have a car. You don't have a you don't have a car. Yeah. Don't have anything. <laughs> like today. I was 
was just like, girl, this is too much. This man literally is picking you up. You the one out here in torrential downpour. Right. <laughs> and then my final one, I was like, oh, child, at the end, I will never understand. You know, you could be over somebody, but girl, you just don't want none of his money. What are we doing? And that's on period. I'm sick of that. I'm sick. I hate when people do that because no, people will want. A black woman will want the money. We're not holier than thou. No, I want what's. I want what I deserve. I yeah, hate that. I, I also hate that. <laughs> what you say, Quinn? Uh, anybody I know it want that money. I don't know nobody right. who said I, I don't want nothing. Especially that? like right. I'm not saying I want right. everything, but I am out here busting tables. Give me and something. You know, Oh, you can pay with so and that's on period. Yeah. Um, so that's you know, pretty much all of my cons. Sorry, I got a little lengthy. Um Quinn. Did you have some? Um first just starting the movie off. I don't like how he wanted to break up her with her on that anniversary. That, that they didn't have to do it like that. That was too much Imagine. for me. You didn't have to play like that. Tyler Perry, you play too much. You went this this man and then he gonna bring that woman in that house. And hell you ain't gonna do nothing. But did you, and also, Quinn, did you get how, like, when she met the lady at the um, business, the lady was nice or whatever, you know, nice, nasty. And then at I the house, she was... to be cordial in the place of business. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would she never her that's true, Maya. You right, because she got real nasty when that lady had on her dress. <laughs> I know how to get and keep my <laughs> girl, 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 go away. Girl. Girl, that's really, like... <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the barrel like okay. <laughs> Queen, again to emphasize this braid wig equals <laughs> hell no um, <laughs> I just was not here for her um, I also um, now girl you gonna kick this man out on the side of the road while he driving this U-Haul for you? <laughs> first of all it, wouldn't that be considered like that's like you can't steal nobody. Right. You all. But <laughs> you and then also sis, your wig out here looking crusty and you want you wanna keep cause at that point her wig it looked like it had some spritz in it and it was a little hard. Y'all used to use spritz back in there. I know y'all used to little, use a pump it a little pump it up. Well you need because we didn't have no other type of thing that make your um style stay like that, you know. Yeah, I can smell it to this day because my grandma used to do so hair in the house. I can smell mm-hmm. the spritz. But um that was one. Um, my exact words that I wrote was, I don't believe in being stupid. Now, girl, take that damn money. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> mm, that don't even make you sense. You got to that courthouse and said, you don't want nothing? So you you was on your Tina Turner. Or, or, or you you was on your anime bullet. I just want my name. But girl, what? <laughs> wow, what a film that is. But... Period. Okay. Then... Like, like you already brought up about um, the way she was like, is he just a drug dealer? I since he had on the factory uniform in the car when he when you said that, and ever since I've been known, black folks been working in these factories and make, making a decent little amount. They might be busting their ass, but they've been there. But yeah, you, he you saw him with the factory uniform on, but he I don't hang with drug dealers. Well, if I'm a drug dealer, you got in this car, did. <laughs> And, you, and speaking of that too much of downpour, this was dry as dry. And every time I've been out in the rain, regardless of the umbrella, you nah, the way she was standing up under that water, you gonna be wet. And that's on period. But they hit that hair was so, <laughs> that hair was so hard. But <laughs> and and I just don't like um one thing about Tyler Perry and his movies. He loves you know I'm gonna use one of Maya's words. He loves to put it in like 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 this 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 trope. Of um, <laughs> of black people being down bad, like we just be like <laughs> he he always writing us like down bad, like down bad. Um, whether it's emotionally, financially, <laughs> yeah. because it's every movie. But I really be trying. Like my thing is like I be trying. Like when I watch this time, especially you know as an adult, knowing how other people feel about his movies, and then also as a grown black woman now, just how we're portrayed these, you know, typically his I tried to find something, you know, like a teachable moment. And I was like, maybe his point was to say, you know, be mindful of how you get into marriages. And, you know, just because you're in love, you know, make sure you still, you know, have your best interest. So I'm like, maybe that's what he was saying. But at the same time, I just feel like, do you have to, 
beat these black women down to their lowest of low to make I point. mean that man literally drug her out the house oh my god and I was down. like okay I it mean was door slammed on her oh it was and the nasty lock of the key like <laughs> right immediately after like bitch don't think you about to turn this knob and come back inside it was just it's just like What's the worst shit I can do to a black woman on screen? Let's see it. Like that's like his. That's like Tyler Perry's like brainstorming. Like you know, that's where he starts. Like, like what's the worst shit I can do to I, a I black woman? Cannot think of one. Like, like I, of course, most movies, all movies, got a point. But it's like I can't think of one film that he's given us that was like happy. Like, where's his girl's trip? Where is it? Because he had he yeah. all he puts black women at the forefront of his films. So where's your uh, movie where like it's just four black bitches happy, you know, going about their day, you know, going on a vacation, something? Why we always every, gotta be the expensive. closest you got? The closest you got on a vacation was that old nasty. Why did I get married? Oh my child. god! And they just everybody was down. The best, the best storyline <laughs> was um, what was the lady? The, was it Tasha? Oh, it's about um, the hairdresser. Where he was cheating on her to ex football. At, they mm-hmm, were the funniest. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the lightest storyline. Right. The rest of these people are in hell. Like, but, but, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I guess you got to watch his material on BT Plus to see uh, mm. to see something happy. What, what is I don't have, well, I won't have her much longer. With, with, with Betty and them? Oh, I have six more Betty? days. Same sis. What her name was? Who? Betty. Had it. Had it. There we go. But yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> no, that's no, that's that's sister. lean away. That's lean away, ain't it? Uh, about the same to me. Jesus. Okay. Um, any more cons, Quinn? I'm done. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, other than the movie overall, but I'm done. Okay, let's jump to Maya. Do you have cons? Um, off the bat, wigs, all of them, um, atrocious. I mean, god damn, can we get? I mean, who is on? Who is on set? I don't like, understand because you're in Atlanta. But she that's is, what I'm the saying. best wig was Medea's, and that's why. <laughs> no, I was mad. It was that what that that shit. I said, okay, I can see an old lady in them jeans and that little blouse at a picnic. <laughs> Terrible, um, off top. Maybe it was just the um, time. No, unacceptable, unacceptable. <laughs> um, moving. I mean, because I mean, we've already talked about the lace front, but like the lace front of cornrows. But like, how do you even find something of that? That's not even. You can't even yeah. find that on AliExpress. You don't I don't really think. have no. to make that yourself. I know. I saw the video <laughs> that they got them now for real, like for women and everything. They be uh-huh. the lace front braids now. Mm, they definitely look more believable. Things, okay, so I guess they were ahead of their time. No, definitely. right on me. par because it was still unbelievable. So. <laughs> Go away. Um, <laughs> okay, other cons. Um, just the entirety of again Scott Hare. What's his name? What's his name? Charles. Oh, yeah, Charles. Yeah, Charles. Charles. His character, you know, um, when you're just really that horrendous of a human being, um, you know, there's not really a redemption for me. You know, it's just, you know, um, I am not God. So, you know, you can you can go and and make your peace, but um, that's not going to be for me. And I'm so glad that she didn't, uh, you know, go back to him. But at the same time. Again, with these Tyler Perry films, um, it's going. If it's not going to be that man, it's going to be a man. You know, mm. it's gonna. You know, the the end goal is is always just. You know, even the the conversation with um, with Helen and the cousin, the the crackhead Brenda. No, that's not her name. What's her name? Deborah. Yeah. Um, and they. I guess you could imply or infer that they hadn't seen each other in a while. And one of the the first lines was like, oh, we both said we was going to get us a, 
a rich man. That's what we talk. I was like, every 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 time a woman is on the screen, it's some kind of tethering to a man. I'm just like, bruh, this is why I can't watch these films. Like immediately, I was on cringe mode from the opening. After the little, you know, the Biltmore runs, oh, cute, you know. Um, after that, you know, immediately cringing for the rest of the the movie. Um, other cons, I think you guys covered mine for the most part. Uh, just overall, just not anybody's, you know, feminist type of movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but. That's all I got. All right. Um, let's move to Dana. Did you have any? Of course I do. Um, so y'all talked a lot about or already talked up about a lot of them. Um, one being that the side chick being so vocal about a marriage she ruined at the house, looking like a as my grandma would have called a hoochie mama. Um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you did not. She was. She was looking real, real hoish. Talk about is that the dress that I just picked out? Well, clearly you're not wearing it. I can tell you that much now. Um, that, but it was just ugly for her to be that vocal about a marriage she ruined. Um, <laughs> then Helen's character. <laughs> then Helen's character about with her state of denial. Um, about her broken relationship with her husband like she was really in denial and it was just ugly like ma'am like even during when they were at the Biltmore she knew that there was issues but clearly she wasn't willing to address them nor were they trying to fix them so that's how we got here um the side chick again and I put light bright damn near white side oh my god (laughs) (laughs) That is on par. Oh, for, that is definitely you know, on par. Yeah. Yeah. In those situations. I mean, there, there's nothing more for me to add there, but that that's what I I put. Um, we've already talked about all the bad wigs. Thank God it wasn't me this week, because we all know how I feel about this hair situation. Um, there was a bad editing happening with Tyler Perry in a particular scene at the family reunion where um, Helen, she threw the drink at Shamar Moore's character, and he had a couple little specks of water on his shirt. When she came back to him to give him some napkins to help him clean up, his shirt was soaked. Which one is it, sis? <laughs> were you soaked? Or were you having the specks of water? Because the specks of water, okay, it's high enough in Georgia that it's, I can change. But a soaked shirt, you need to go to the house. Go ahead, But Queen. speaking of bad acting, just let me think what I left off. You know how I said I believe that one was a crackhead? I did not believe Charles was disabled. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe it because the way he's selling that damn uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> that's what that made me. <laughs> oh my God. The way he's selling no that belief. tub. I no had belief. no belief. <laughs> no belief. Wait, because, wait, because I really. <laughs> she rolled him in. The way he was so stiff. <laughs> the way his neck hit that tub, it was, it was not believable for me. Dana, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. That was him. That about him. Even his eyes, she was like, stop, stop doing that to yourself. Stop doing that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he was um, like at the end when he was able to walk again sir when he walked to the altar yeah first of all also not believable I hate in these films where it's just like oh a nigga walked to the, going to church one day and he feels so inclined to hop up and get saved <laughs> It reminds me of like that insecure episode. It's all a chat. Continue, Dana. Um, okay, so we already talked about the belittling of a man who isn't a lawyer, not a friend. Uh, um, not a fan, sorry. 
Another thing that was a con for me, of course, we expected with Medea's vocabulary, her substituting words, saying things wrong. But I have a problem when Medea can say Chattahoochee River correct, but cannot say construction or constructive correct. Like, how do you get one right and not the other? See, like, (laughs) that bothered me. Um, And then my last Con. Oh no no! I had another one, but we already talked about it. letting him all the have all the things in the divorce. Stupid. I literally say that wasn't it. Girl, so. people really be out here making these Please. films like black women are better than getting what they deserve. Like, oh, we don't need it. We're we're too. We're too, no. We're not. Right. We're not, we're no. Not fuck that. Fuck that. We're not a fan. Pay me and what you finally, owe. And then finally, um, here comes my manufacturing shop floor sale coming to light but when Helen went to his welding company the steel company that he was at and she was able to run on the floor and all these people they did not have the proper PPE on at all <laughs> people had, especially these days that is important child nobody had no safety goggles on some people had hard hats others did not some had a welding mask some did not and I'm like y'all are all too close to each other not to have all of the same PPE or protective heat, protective gear or anything. And I'm just like, Tyler, do some research of these industries sure. before you put them in your For movies. Sure. So I just, I, I was big time bothered. Ooh, child. Oh, okay. Um, I had one more like little thing that I forgot to mention. Um, Y'all remember like in the movie, when I, when I was watching this movie, I kept thinking about in certain parts, like scenes, when I was at the theater watching it and I remember like the way people reacted and especially the parts that made people like die laugh in the movie theater and I just looked at them now like nothing about this is funny to me and there is the one where Medea starts like typing real fast on the calculator when oh, she calculated how much um, that man owe her and then the one where um, they're in the closet and she's like this a rag this a rag and oh she a label yeah she a label ho all that stuff and then the one where um Medea doesn't hold it. This is for every black woman who ever had a problem with a black man. And she just like starts throwing this shit like all up in the air. I was just like, this is so cringe. It's just not funny. And I just don't <laughs> like this shit is horrible looking back. And I'm just like, if people were dying laughing. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, okay. But I guess that that wraps up um this section. Um we will move into question section um i know dana you had a couple yep so i'll go ahead and start um so the first question i had for everybody on the podcast is if you had a significant amount of money would you make your partner sign a prenup um we'll start with queen i guess i can start yeah um as um as a trained um lawyer even though i'm not bar yet and the one who i went to law school Anyway, Quinn Desmond, JD. Yeah, um, the way law, sc- law school has to be set up now, it's like I look at paperwork and the contracts as that they are essential. Um, so I would not say that I Ooh. would not get a prenup, but I mean, it's it's definitely in my mind because, um, you know, having gone to law school, like like j- just like in the movie, he always knew he would get something, but it's like. If I were to ever get married, I don't want it to be based off the money. But I think in a lot of people's <laughs> heads, when you bring up, don't be no fool. It turns it off. But of course, I feel like I would definitely get something. Um, I would try to make it amicable, but mm-hmm. we, we signing something. Yeah, <laughs> and because, and I agree, and I feel like, and also when you go through divorce and stuff like that, people become, especially depending on what happened, people become different people. Mm-hmm. you don't even recognize people a lot of times so I just think it's about being smart um and sometimes even if you have even if you don't have a lot of money when you get married I still think it's smart to you know even if it's not a prenup you know have make sure whatever you got in writing will uh, be substantial for when you when if the relationship goes south but that's really yeah um yeah and just to tack on to that um, with financial issues being like one of the number one reasons for divorce, um, I think 
with that being said, you should already kind of have like a that conversation prior to about, you know, okay, these assets are mine, these are yours, you know, type of thing. Just be in case, like Tiana said, like not a lot of these time a lot of times when there are irreconcilable differences, you know, people become different when they when they come in for what, what they feel they deserve or what they want. So um I don't see it as a bad thing, uh, especially in this climate. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. Dana, what do you think? Um, I'm actually really open to it. So it's one of those things that I was actually listening to. I think it was, um, what was that podcast? Deadass with Kadeen and DeVal. Mm-hmm. And they had a judge on there. I can't remember which judge it was, but they talked about, you know, whether or not you should have a prenup. And of course they talked about it with their marriage as well. Um, And they were like, hey, if you have things now, of course you want to protect yourself for the future if you have the money, the time now. But if you see yourself growing in profits, especially of something of your own estate, that you should get a prenup for your relationship and make sure it's, of course like Quinn said, amicable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. I'm not against it. I'm not necessarily for it. I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to that discussion. Um, my fiance and I haven't talked about prenups. I haven't seen any reason for us to get a prenup, but at the same time, if it's something that he's like, hey, I want a prenup, I'd be like, okay, cool. Because it's not like I'm just some broke bitch that just, needs, that. <laughs> that just need, you know, his money at the end of the day. I mean, I have my own business and and ventures that I want to do myself. So it's not like I'm going to be just so hard pressed to make sure that I I take him for all he's got at the end of the day. Um, Because, of course, if you're getting married, the end result is not for a divorce. It's for it to to last. But if it does come to that, how do you protect both parties? So I'm open to it. I'm not against it. Okay. So next question I have. Um, this is a two-part question. So the first one is, do you have a journal or a diary? And what does that journal or diary do for you? So again, we'll start with Quinn. Um, I think I might, because we know each other so well, I might be the only one here who might not have one. Um, and I probably should, but I'm very mentally unstable and I know that. So um, I don't have one. And maybe I need one to become more stable. Okay. <laughs> we went so left. Was I expecting that? Uh, come on. Mm, uh, oh, okay. I guess I'll go to me. Um, I do have a journal. Do I write in it as much as I should? Of course not. Um, I have gone months on in without writing in it. But I'm glad that it's there. Because um, sometimes I will get like the urge to write and when I write it's very therapeutic for me um yeah it's like a mixture of like prayers and also just like thoughts for what I want my life to be eventually or how life is going now like I last time I wrote was during our pandemic and I probably need to write again soon but yeah I was just thinking about what um you know it's been stressful for all of us but you know especially in our mental health so I just jotted about that and it was really helpful. And that was the first time I had done so in six months. So mine is there. I just need to, you know, utilize it more. Yeah, um, I'm kind of the same way. I have a journal um, and I will say I have a habit of writing in my journal when I'm feeling some kind of extreme emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to kind of... Um, get to a place where it's it's something extreme doesn't have to be happening to where I can just mm-hmm. sit down and and be more disciplined about writing but yeah I haven't written in it probably since I think actually like November um I was getting better at like well I was wanting to kind of write more when I go on like vacation so like um just to remember experiences and um I found that especially helpful because as my friends know, when we went to South Africa last year, I had a 
uh, mishap with my phone. And so um, didn't get to save any of those pictures, but I had a journal. Yay. And I got to still kind of, um, you know, capture my emotions and things I was feeling in that moment. Um, I do. I, I find journaling very therapeutic as well. Um, it's just sometimes I'm like doing a, um, an analysis of like, uh, is it going to stress me out more to actually get up and go actually do it? It's just kind of like a lazy factor for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll just think these thoughts, but I would like to do it more for sure. Yep. So I too have a journal. Um, I've had a journal, active journal, I should say, since 2015. And it was actually a challenge with my church to have a journal for um, your unbelief. It was for your journal for like just prayers for your unbelief, basically a prayer journal. Um, and literally it was just to, you know, write your prayers out. And then as you go back throughout the year, see what you wrote about. So you could be like, you can actually see the things that God is doing in your life. Um, and it was actually, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that I could actually see like, Hey, I prayed for something a few months later, saw that it was happening. Um, I'm not as diligent as everybody else has said as I need to be. However, I'm, it's a little bit more of both a prayer journal, thoughts journal, lots of extreme emotions, like Maya was saying. Um, and I try to do it at least monthly. Um, I try to designate a time every Tuesday to do prayer journal and like, you know, put in my thoughts, my prayers for my friends, family, um, and any other decision, but it gets tough sometimes, especially when you're trying to adult and all that other good stuff and get all the rest and yeah, work out. But um, I do have a journal. It's it's definitely a form of release for me. So I strongly suggest if any of our listeners do not have a journal to get one and utilize it for just your innermost thoughts, your desires, and some of the challenges you're facing so that you may be able to grow in the future from it. Oh, I love that. I love that, Dana. Um, mm-hmm. I think Quinn had a question as well, right? Oh, oh. my question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did um, have a question and it was, um, so if you were to get married, um, like in the movie, Helen and Charles had been together for a while and he had cheated and had children that came from his affairs. If you were to be with someone and a child was conceived during that affair, would you stay? Um, and this is specifically based on like a marriage because I know when you're dating or whatever, it's different. You're trying to get to another person, but this is specifically based on the, like a marriage. Would you stay if a child was to be conceived and actually born? from um, that affair. Dana? Ooh, of course I would start. You don't want to engage? So to be honest, I mean, of course, I really don't know unless I'm in that situation, but what I'm thinking of right now is if I was in that situation and it was a child, it depends. It depends on where we were in our marriage at the time. If we if we have issues like Will and Jada, that I mean, that's the consequences of us having a break. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's real. Um, but if it's honestly like we both, I I thought the marriage was fine, and then you over here having you know relations elsewhere, that's a whole nother story. Now, if it is children, <laughs> plural, hell no, I'm. Hell no. Like, clearly, whatever prenup we had is null and void. <laughs> if we had one. And children, that's an issue because you repetitively went back. You knew exactly what you were doing at that point. And no, that, that that's not happening. So, yeah, it depends for a child. It does not depend for children. I am not staying for children. Maya? Oh, me? Um... <sighs> 
Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to say no. I think. Um, <laughs> and for <laughs> just uh, you know, as we stated earlier, you know, some of us are <laughs> gonna have complex thoughts about the institution as a whole, but I will say if that becomes a case where, um, you know, you feel you need to go have some children, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can't. I don't know. I think, I think, I think we good. I think we like, all right, you know. We good around here. Yeah, you could go, this was fine. Like, go be a family man, you know, over there. And Good luck to those children. Um, you don't want to wish the children good luck, you know. I, I, you know they ain't doing nothing, you know what I'm saying. But as far as me and my person, um, I think I'm straight. That's just I don't know if if I'm operating under a monogamous marriage, I would have to say uh, no. Nah. But. Who's next? Yeah, I'm probably somewhere closer to Maya. I just, you know, I, if we in a marriage and, you know, it's one of the marriages that, you know, monogamous and we're doing everything, you know, like a standard marriage, I'm going to have to say no thanks. I mean, granted, things do happen. I just feel like I don't never want to say never, but me right now that would be a no um no because I, I would hope that you know communication is good enough to where you know if you feel like you know something ain't working and you feel like you need a break I hope that you would tell me that so um yeah no no need for me to stay in that um and be embarrassed for myself and others so yeah Quinn that's my answer I mean, and for me, myself, um, <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. I just don't. I mean, if if I am to submit myself into um, a marriage, I would hope that it was something that, like, well, if it was a monogamous marriage and a thing that we had agreed upon that would be monogamous, I would hope that it would be that. And I think maybe if it was just a little cheap, might be able to maybe work through. But mm-hmm. having to see a child <laughs> for for like the rest of my life, ho- hopefully the rest of my life, so that because they live after me. But it's just like I don't know. I'm, it's probably a no for me, dog. But that, that that's that's. <laughs> okay. okay, I think so. We're done with questions, or what? Is there another question? I didn't have any. Did you mind? Okay. So now, yeah. So now let's move on to whether this was a classic or not. Um, Let's start with Quinn. No. (laughs) Period. Any explanation or Um, just. You know, like I've been going off of, do I have to see it when it comes on? That's, I, I don't. Um, but I can understand if somebody was to say this was a classic, I can understand where they were going. But for me, at this point in my life, it's a no. Okay. Tiana? Mm-mm. It's a, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a no for me. Um, <laughs> it's just not a film I ever have to see again. To be honest, um, I respect what Tyler Perry has done, you know, but no thanks. Okay. Dana? Hmm. So I'm going to say yes. And the reason why I'm going to say yes is because of what it meant to Black Hollywood for this movie to hit the mainstream. The plays were known to Black people across the world, like across the U.S. I think, But I think Tyler Perry making this movie made him a little bit more known to both Blacks and Whites. Um, introduced quite a few people to the main, the big screen. Um, so, and a lot of people just love this. A lot of black people love this movie and feel like it's a staple to really enjoy Tyler Perry. Um, is it overplayed? Hell yes. Do I need to see it again? No. Um, 
And I think it's a little bit of a challenge for this movie too. It's because there was a play before it. And we have enjoyed the play so much more than the movie. But is it a classic? I think this is one of those new age, different classics. But I think it's going to go down as a classic for a lot of Black people. Again, it's not my favorite. I could do without. But I I think it's a classic. Okay. Um, And for me, um, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, As I stated earlier in the pod, I could literally never see this movie again and be um, very happy about that. And um, it was a struggle, to be honest, to, to get through this run for me. Um, just uh over just the t- the the you know let me get in my my word my trope word bag I just the tropes are not for me I just they're they're never for me with Tyler Perry it's there's rarely a film with him where I'm like this is how you represent a black woman this is how you see a you don't feel seen whole black woman. Um, and not to say that these are not women out there. I'm sure this is someone's story. And, um, you know, you know, I hope that person has a therapist in their life, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm going to say no. It's not a classic for me at all. Um, okay, so with that being said, our final segment, Hall of Flame. Um, does anyone have any um nominations for any type of maybe a character or a something a, a, a an accessory a wig <laughs> that you feel <laughs> could be added to the hall of flame this week or the movie as a whole that's where i was getting maya to be honest throw it all away <laughs> and that's no shade that's that's honestly no shade at all that's me being like when you think about it there's so many things that could be thrown in there that it just makes sense to just throw it throw it in there in total um in my opinion um i could if if, if, if i didn't have to go with the whole movie i can definitely go with let's put all of the hair treatments there <laughs> as a whole because Kimberly Elise. <laughs> it's like everyone in the main in the main character segments. Um, I mean, we're gonna let sis slide because she was a crackhead, so it was supposed to look down bad. But Kimberly Elise, your wig was crazy from the beginning to the end. Um Honestly, she it keep it up. Yeah. the crackhead's wig yeah. was looking better yeah. than Kimberly's if we wanna yeah. really talk about it. And Kimberly, you were down bad from the beginning to the end. First off, it was two thousand six. One about it wearing no French rolls in 2006. It was done for. Um, two, it looked like since you had used black gel in your head and let it dry up a little bit. Um, three, I could smell the spritz through the screen. Um, four, Shamar Moore, why the hell did you have on a lace front with braids? You, They wanted you to have braids that bad that they wanted to put you in a lace front? I don't understand it. Um... <laughs> Again, Kimberly Elise, them them loose curls that you had that was stuck together when you was waiting them tables. Uh-uh. Um You didn't like that twist I, out. I don't know what that was she had. Um no, it, 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 it sickened me. Um, I just felt totally disrespected. We can let that be there. We can also throw Charles as a human being into the Hall of Flame. Because for one your big milk duh looking ass <laughs> got the nerve. <laughs> you got the nerve to want to kick this woman out of this house as she don't been with you for 18 years and this light-skinned woman wanted to let you die in that hospital so she could take out your money, but she did. She wouldn't have gotten it to nowhere because she wasn't your wife, but she wanted to let you die. And then you had the nerve to sit up and want to keep this woman out and then still be meeting her when you you can't even move your legs, your fingers, your arms. Only thing you can move is your whack ass lips. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the nerve to want to kick this woman out while she's taking care of you. That's a no for me, dog. But if we don't put the whole movie, I can put those two things there. Mm-hmm. 
Dana, do you have any items you want to submit or? That whole divorce settlement thing, that can go in hot flame because that's, that's not realistic. I want my things. I want every last one of them. And of course, I would, being the um, darker, complex black person, get rid of light, bright, damn near white side chicks. She was not it, both in the attitude and everything she had going on. I did not like that depiction. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got you. And for me, yeah, I would be comfortable throwing the whole movie in as well and just um, <laughs> letting it be known that I don't think, you know, I can respect that Tyler Perry has hired many Black people, even though there's, you know, talks around, you know, his. Um, contrarian uh, kind of personality around paying people correctly and unionizing or supporting that, but that's another topic, I guess. Um, but as far as um, just his movies, there's it's overwhelmingly probably for me, it's going to be a no. Um, it's just like I already said, just how. He he just has to just just shit on on every black woman, and I'm just like, what 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 happened? What did we do? Well, we know he he's it has to be because you know he has he's lived a life, and I really think that's mm -hmm. for the good and the bad has made him the person that he is, and has created a lot of helped him create a lot of this material. I don't know if he's in therapy. Uh, that part I don't know, but that I feel like that's part of the reason why we get the type of um, I don't the type of depiction, yeah, the type of depictions and the work that he creates for sure. Okay, well, it looks like we have our our was this our first movie that we threw completely into the Hall of Flame? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. So we had our first one. Um, listeners, I hope you guys share some thoughts you guys had as well on this film. Um, so we'll just go ahead and, and wrap up the show. Yeah. So um, listeners, I hope you're ready for another great week. Next week, you have one of my favorite films coming up. Um, it is The Great Kingdom Come. Um, a great film. Please watch along. Um, listen, and when you come back next week, come. Um, you can give us questions. Give us questions beforehand. You can um, connect with us on our social media. Connect with us on Twitter at YSBPod. Again, it's YSBPod. Connect with us there. Um, engage with us. Ask questions. Talk with us. You know, send us suggestions. You can also send us questions at questions, the number four, YSB at gmail.com. Again, it's questions, the number four at YS. Um, nope. <laughs> Almost got me again. Questions, the number four, <laughs> YSB at gmail.com. But yeah, um, and also connect with us on Instagram at Young Scripted Black Pod. You know, we have surveys and things there as well. Like, y'all connect with us. Let us know what you want to watch. Let us know things that you want to see. Let us know how you feel about um, TPS Studios and the films. Um, <laughs> maybe there's some indie films that you have out there that we don't know about that we want to see too. You know, we, we like watching movies as a whole. Send us some things in. We, um, as always, we love you guys. We um, hope you guys have a wonderful week. Um, and just be great, you know? Be blessed. Okay, bye guys. Bye y'all. These opinions are our own and do not reflect any opinions of any organizations we may be a part of. <laughs>